Dota. <laughs> Abba. <laughs> Susan Niebergall is sitting here with me. We are doing a, a podcast. I haven't published a podcast in a while. Yeah. Uh, things have been a little bit crazy. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit crazy. A little bit crazy. But uh, so Dota is how you say aunt in Hebrew. And so Susan is the, the Dota to my daughter. And uh, you're here in Dallas. Yeah, and I am in love with her. <laughs> she is absolutely the cutest thing ever. Um, and I love being a Dota. Yeah, she's she's adorable, even when she poops a yeah. lot. Uh, she, yeah, it's been great. And I actually, I, we literally just recorded a podcast for Susan's podcast. So um, I'll put the link to that in the show notes if you want to go listen to that, because we talk a lot about things with with my daughter and as being a father and as a parent we speak actually about you know my childhood a little bit so um rather than just repeat it all here after susan publishes Mm -hmm. that podcast i'll put the link in the show notes when i publish this so you can go listen to that it's right at the beginning of the episode and it's actually a really good a good episode so um i'll put the link to that here and you can follow her podcast as well once you do that um I have a bunch of questions. We're going to do an Instagram Q&A. And I'm going to start off with a question that I got from Castillo Josh. Uh, We have a bunch of really good questions today. Some are fitness related, some are not fitness related. Mm. But we're going to go through, um, starting off with a fitness question from Castillo Josh. He said, I'm losing weight. I'm down 20 pounds, Mm. but I'm getting impatient. How do I chill out? Which, you know, huge congrats for being 20 pounds Mm -hmm. down. What would you tell him? Like, how how does he chill out? Depend. Honestly, it it, it will it will depend. <laughs> if the tough love piece wants to come out and say, you know what? I mean, why fix? Why try to fix what ain't broke? You know, you're doing great. Yeah. And and we're obsessing over something, and we're not even recognizing the the progress that you've made. Um, and what's the rush? Like, what is the deal with, uh, I'm getting impatient. Yeah. Uh, how much more do you have to lose? I mean, I don't know. Is this 20 out of, you know, 200 pounds? You need? I, I don't know. Based or is, on the profile picture, which is like, he doesn't have that much yeah, to lose. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're just kind of on, you see the finish line and you just want to get there. Welcome yeah. to the real world. Yeah. I mean, this is like, welcome to the real world. I, I think it's, it's like, put on the big boy pants here and just say, keep doing what you're doing because you're doing phenomenal i mean you're doing great just keep going just keep going yeah that's really it it's like the big question to ask yourself is like how would your life be better if it was going faster yeah and how would your life be worse right so how would it be better in your mind well be better because i'd be losing weight faster cool well, how would it be worse? Because we often only think about like, oh, life would be so much better if I was just losing weight more quickly. Well, mm-hmm. what's the cost of that? What's the cost of losing weight more quickly? So we're going to have to reduce your calories further, potentially increase your exercise more. So cool. So let's say you reduce your calories further. Obvious cost is you're eating less. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that you now are struggling to go out to eat with your family and friends a couple nights a week? You're being significantly more strict in nutrition. Like, is that worth it in order mm-hmm. to lose weight more quickly? Yeah. Is that going to be more sustainable? Like, just like you said, like, it, that's fucking life. It, yeah. It, it, it's life. And it, yeah, your, your life isn't going to change because you lose the last however many pounds super quick. Um, and if you do it super quick, who's to say that you're going to be able to keep that off because you ended up changing what you did mm-hmm. just to meet some arbitrary impatience that you have? Yeah. You know, and now... What if you can't keep it off now? You know, exactly. it's not worth that. Yeah. I mean, you're doing great. Just breathe, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Just tell him to breathe and 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 you're doing great, man. Yeah, I, it's so interesting how people just always want just faster and faster. Mm-hmm. It sort of reminds me of the conversation we were just having on your podcast about everyone wants like something new and shiny and exciting and at the first sign of boredom they quit altogether god this reminded me of that question yeah it's, yeah. it's just like not yeah. everything has to be craziness exciting amazing all yeah. the time the vast majority of life is just you get with the most progress is made in the nitty-gritty it's mm-hmm. doing the boring things over and over and over again it's getting comfortable with just the regular shit mm-hmm doing the regular things over and over and over and and you don't necessarily have to enjoy it but at least just 
understand, appreciate, and respect that you just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when you, you, you end up doing something unsustainable when you decide, you know what, I'm going to try and go faster for the sake of it being faster, not because it's more effective, but because I just I don't want to wait as long. Yeah. That's stupid. It's really stupid. So. Yeah. You're doing great. Yeah. You're killing it. Just, yeah. just shut the fuck up and be yeah. more patient. <laughs> yeah, That's it. I love you. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's a question. I, I know you're going to laugh when I read it. Um, this person asked, and I thought like we could, you know, there are many different things we could take from this, but the, the actual question is, is seven ounces of protein too much for a meal if I'm under a five foot female? Which is sort of an interesting way to phrase that. She's not physically underneath a five foot female. She is a five, five foot, foot female or below. And she's asking, is seven ounces of protein Seven too much? ounces of protein? <laughs> I wish that we had a video podcast <laughs> to get your face. Like, like that that confused look like seven ounces. Like yeah. could be seven ounces of chicken or turkey. It's like it's it's like And the reason I had that confused face yeah. is because people mess this up all the all time. All the time, yeah. All yeah. the time. Um, but if she's saying, we'll use chicken, is seven ounces of chicken. So seven ounces of a protein. Yeah. She's weighed out seven ounces of a protein, and she's asking, is that too much? Is that too much for a female who's under five feet? Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah. What? what? No. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Let me ask you this. How much protein do you get in a day? Gosh, probably, and I don't track it, but I'm I'm saying anywhere from probably one ten to one thirty ish. When 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 was the last time you tracked your protein? Oh, years. So you did it years ago. I did it years ago, and I was new to the protein game too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had no idea how much protein was in anything. So how did you figure it out? Yeah, there was this thing called Google. No way. Yeah, and I Googled <laughs> how many grams of protein are in four ounces of raw chicken. Yeah. And you know what? The answer popped right up. <sighs> Man, that's helpful. And then I started making a little cheat sheet out of that. Oh. oh so. Was it like online or did you write it down? I wrote it down on a piece of paper first. <laughs> <laughs> and then I moved to a spreadsheet. Touch so, me. Thank you very much. So um, you created an entire cheat sheet of calories and protein for and, different foods? Yeah, yeah. And How and, long did that take you to do? Uh, 15 minutes. Like maybe. for all of these different yeah. foods? Yeah. yeah, and then every now and then, oh yeah, I forgot. I should add this to it. Yeah. And then you, then you add to it. And I just used Google. And, you know, the thing about that is you'll have everything you need there to increase the amount of protein if that's an issue. But it just, you learn so much about how much protein is actually in stuff like chicken. Mm-hmm. The people say, you know, I'm only eating 40 grams of protein. And then they tell you they had two pieces of chicken that day. I'm like, no, you actually are eating more than that. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you don't know. You have no idea. Yeah, because they're underestimating their calories. Yes. And overestimating the... They're underestimating how many calories they're eating. And as a result, they're underestimating how much protein yes. they're eating. yes. When the reality is, it's they're eating more calories and more protein. They mm-hmm. think they think, oh, this is only a three ounce serving of chicken. It's like, no, that's a twelve ounce serving of yeah, chicken. Yeah, that is the the whole four ounce thing, like your palm of your hand. Well, if you're maybe teeny, yeah, I mean, exactly. teeny's palm will we'll, we'll get you a couple ounces. Exactly. You know? yeah. Literally, her palm would probably give you an ounce or two. Probably easy two two and a half ounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I mean, the here the thing. And there's a lot to discuss here. It's why I wanted to answer this question. Um, you said how you don't track your protein right now. And a lot of people might hear that and be like, oh, see, like Susan's an intuitive eater. It's like, well, you spent years tracking. Learning how to do it. Learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. Making a cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. Googling, researching, weighing, measuring. And now. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Now, yeah, now you know. So now you, quote unquote, intuitively eat. Yeah. But that intuitive eating came from years of education. Yeah. 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 And in, and mindset shifts. Yeah. You know, because... Uh, you could say, my mindset loves Oreos. Okay, I want to go eat the Oreos. Well, I kind of know that's not a great idea to eat the whole bag of Oreos. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you learn just, but you learn from doing. So yeah, you have to put in the time. You and, have to put in the time to learn. And so we'll call, we'll call on average like 115 grams of protein or yeah. so, 120 grams yeah. of protein a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just to put in perspective, I'm about five, five and a half. Five, five. And, and how old are you? Yeah, I am 62. Five, five, 62. 
uh, a savage in the gym. <laughs> when, when did you, like, how long have you been really strength training for? Well, we started working together, like, when I was 54, probably. 54. So, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So, yeah, yeah like eight years or something yeah. eight yeah. years and you put on an unbelievable if you don't follow susan go follow susan on instagram what's your instagram handle susan Nieber golf fitness susan Nieber golf fitness it's it's linked in the show notes um she's just she's fucking amazing she's super strong she's incredible and i get questions all the time from women being like can you lose fat and can you build muscle after menopause during menopause all this stuff and i'm always just like go go talk to susan like just go look at Susan. Like she's the prime example of someone you completely changed your physique, you changed your mindset, you changed everything. Um, so if you need some inspiration to understand what's actually possible, Susan is is the one to go look at. Um, fair warning, she's not gonna coddle you, and she's not gonna like if you're being like, oh no, it's my hormones. Oh no, it's this like. You've spoken about how you've you used to think all of that, and you're like, all oh no, it's all yeah. the decisions I'm making. Yeah, and and my, I mean, I wrote a book called "Fit at Any Age, It's Never Too Late," and that is just a story of all the stuff I used to do. And what's interesting about that is so many people have messaged me saying I did all of those things too. Yeah, every single we all did them back then. I mean, we all fell for all of this stuff. But the point of the the story in the book is that I turned it around in my mid-50s and that if I can do it, any of us can yeah. do this. It's not like I don't have any special quality about me other than I decided to be honest with myself and put in the time and work. Yeah. That, that was it. I love that. So so to get like 110, 120 grams of protein on average a day, could you walk me through like what some of your meals look like? And you don't have to do like, well, first I saute this. Like, like how do you get that much protein in a day? I try to aim for 40 grams every time I sit down. Okay, that's a great benchmark. Yeah. And and I would say for a lot of people, 25 to 40. I mean, if you're newer to, to the game. But like, and breakfast, really, that could be the most difficult if you're thinking traditional breakfast, yep. right? Yeah. But the thing that I've started doing a lot, I, 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 I kind of circulate two or three breakfasts. And, and this is how you can get a lot of protein in a breakfast. I'll do um, oats. And I'll mix a scoop of protein powder in there, and okay. I'll have Greek yogurt with that. Oh, okay. So now that alone is close to forty. Yeah. You know, just with that, and I'll put fruit on top of that or whatever. Something, a combo, something like that. You can sub out cereal for your protein for your oatmeal. So or about like 20, 20 ish grams from the scoop of protein yep. and twenty grams of protein from yeah. the Greek yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not that fucking complicated. It's not. And 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 people tell me, and here's a big mistake people make: they have two eggs. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys. Two eggs. Two eggs. That's it? <laughs> you know, add to your two eggs yeah. a cup of liquid egg whites. Yeah. And now you've got mm. a big old fat omelet. Yep. And then cut up some chicken and put in there because you got some in your refrigerator. Yeah. Throw some spinach in there. Whatever you got. Blah, and now you have this massive size omelet with probably over 40 grams of protein at that point. Yeah. It's exact. It doesn't take much uh, chicken. No. To, at all. Mm-mm. It doesn't take much chicken at all. Um and especially like the the cup, like you take a couple eggs and then the egg whites mm-hmm. or egg beaters or something, something like, like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it, it really gives it a lot more volume. It tastes great, mm-hmm. and you quickly add a ton of protein without that many calories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, people are always like, "Oh, forty grams of protein! Like that's so much." So it's really it's a piece not. of chicken. It's so easy, and it's, it's probably a smaller piece of chicken than what you're eating right that's now. Exactly right. I mean, because everyone thinks I'm eating four ounces. No, that's probably eight. Yeah. And and now you're pushing fifty grams of protein at that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's and people are amazed at that. Yeah. I mean, if you take the protein that you're eating right now and increase it yep. by a little bit, you will do wonders for yeah. your protein intake. Just literally, just take a little bit more of yeah. whatever protein serving you're eating yeah. now. Just increase that size a little that's bit. It. That's it. And also weigh it out and measure it because most people, like you were saying, if they're saying, oh, I can't get that much protein in, Mm -hmm. then they actually weigh and measure their sizes. They're like, oh, no, you're eating way too much. Yeah. It's like, well, you're actually, that's why you're not losing weight is because you're eating way more calories than you think and you're getting plenty of protein, but Mm -hmm. you you didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Those are great protein options. So this person was like, is seven ounces of protein too much for a meal if I'm under five feet female? Do you want to talk about protein as a female like is protein like gonna bulk women up like should women be careful about this protein like is it protein like steroids susan <laughs> yes, steroids <laughs> ah 
No, it's so vital for for women, especially as you get older, um, because you're losing muscle mass as you age anyway. Mother Nature's taking care of that. She started with on on all of us at, in our 30s, and so protein's going to be a key factor in maintaining and building muscle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it is, and so. Um, and, and trust me, the last thing you want to do as you get older is lose muscle mass. That is absolutely the worst thing that you can do. And the cool thing is easily preventable, easily preventable, Yep. but you've got to be willing to become more acquainted with protein and, um, maybe change up a few things, uh, with protein, but it's critical. I mean, <clears throat> just that and building muscle in general, as, as you get older are, and protein is such a player in that. Um, and, and I think people come from the background of, you know, in my generation, man, we grew up, we probably didn't eat a lot of protein, to be honest. Oh, no, not at all. You know, I mean, I'm thinking of the meals that well, we had in my the, house. The whole um, food pyramid at that point yeah, in time. Yeah, was different. It was, the base of it was carbs mm-hmm. and grains. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it wasn't emphasizing protein as yeah. much. Yeah, and so we... You kind of live that life, yeah. Um, and then people say, oh, "I'm eating healthy, and I'm getting my protein from nuts and things that don't have a lot of protein, but yeah. they have some. So you think you're getting a lot, but you're getting more calories, and, and you're getting anything else." Nuts have been marketed as, as a, a "quote unquote" good source of yeah. protein. It's like, no, they're not. No, because they're too high calorie for that. Too high. And, and keep in mind, nuts are great. Oh yeah, nuts I'm and all about seeds nuts. and legumes yeah. from a health perspective are great, but as a protein source. They are not great Mm-mm. as as marketed. They're too calorie expensive. Correct. Yeah. For that, for, I think. Per calorie, there's not as much protein as you'd think. Yeah. Per calorie, like chicken or tuna or th- these have a lot of protein per calorie. Nuts do not. So by all means, have nuts, but don't have nuts as a protein source. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's a matter of rolling up your sleeves and making that protein cheat sheet and becoming familiar yeah. with, with protein. Um but yeah, it is it is so important as you get older, and um, once you kind of get into it, you're like, this is not hard at all to get. Yeah. Pro- it's really not hard to get 100 grams of protein it's in every not. day. People I don't freak care how out. tall you are. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's easy. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, it's one of those things where I think people hear that number, yeah, like 100, and they're like, yeah. <gasps> it's like, but do you know what that looks like? No. no. So why the gasp? Yeah. Like it's it's really not that much. No. Um, and a lot of it, especially for people who are new to eating more protein and emphasizing it. It just comes down to switching like what the majority of your meals are. Like I think a lot of people, especially in the United States, they're they're emphasizing carbs and fats mm-hmm. way too much and not enough protein. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we could use the two egg example. They'll have two eggs, but they'll have a massive plate of hash browns and then two slices of toast and then like whatever and a bunch yeah. of butter on it. Yeah. It's like well, yeah, look, that is not a high-protein meal. It's a no. high-carb, high-fat, mm-hmm. low-protein meal. Yeah. So instead of having two eggs, a whole plate of hash browns, and then two slices of toast with butter on top, how about you have like three eggs, a whole cup of egg whites on top of that, uh, put some chicken in the eggs, mm-hmm. get a, a, maybe a, some vegetables on that plate, have a, a smaller portion of hash browns, have one slice of toast. Now you've got protein, vegetables. You've got all of the same stuff with a dish. You actually added more to the plate. Yeah. And you get your protein in and you're actually going to be way more full I from that. I was just going to say that. You are going to be really full from that in a good way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to feel phenomenal. Yeah. So this might, we might just make this a, a protein focused podcast. How do you, how, how, how much protein do you recommend people have? And does that change with age? You know, it seems like every question that I get asked, people preface with age. Yeah. And rarely is it a player. Mm. I mean, it's hardly ever relevant to what they're asking. Yeah. And the only reason I think it would be relevant in this conversation is I think you need to eat more as you get older. Correct. Yeah. hundred percent. It is, it is. It is the one thing where if you if you're getting older, yeah, I think you need to work on adding more protein to your diet. Will you, you know, turn into, you know, the incredible Hulk? No. Will good you Good luck. Yeah, good <laughs> like, luck try. with that. You I, try. I, <laughs> yeah, good good luck with that. I think it is just um yeah, it's just vital. So learning about protein and um in making sure you're getting I you know, I use a hundred as kind of a the baseline. Yeah. You know? Um 
And I know we use calculations with your goal weight in pounds times 0.7 to, to 1.0 in that range is yeah. like beautiful. Yeah. Um, and if you go into the 0.7 end of a general range, that's very doable. Yeah. Like it's very doable. And I would even wager to say, as you get older, I'd love to see you inch towards the other end of that range. Yeah, towards you know? the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and as you get used to it, that's not going to be a big deal. So so just to clarify, it's the lower end of your protein range would be 0.7 times whatever your goal weight is and we can talk about goal weight in a second but let's say your goal weight is 150 and this is in pounds not in kilograms so if you're doing it in kilograms convert it to pounds but so let's say your goal weight is 150 pounds you would do 0.7 times 150 and that equals 105 Mm -hmm. so that means the lower end of that person's protein intake should be 105 grams Mm -hmm. per day yeah right and the way the way if that sounds overwhelming sit down do some meal planning with your protein cheat sheet that's why this cheat sheet is phenomenal because you want to build your meals around getting you know 30 35 grams of protein every single time you sit down so how are you going to do that you pick from your sheet yep you start putting protein things together i'm going to make a breakfast out of whatever blah blah blah. here's what i'm going to do for lunch i'm going to need i'm doing a salad so i'm going to need x number of ounces of protein to make my 30 grams of protein that day and then at dinner we're cooking this that and the other and i need a serving size of this much in order to meet my protein goal and then you fill in with whatever else you're going to eat for dinner so what you're saying is you should prepare yeah, that's so that plan and prepare work. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you have to cook it all. Let's be really clear. I, I plan all the time, but I never cook in advance. Hardly. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say that. I do. I I do the slow cooker chicken and just have it on hand all week. And that's helpful. It's really that's helpful just to have a big portion of it that you can scoop out and put on something. Yeah. But like, I'm not a big meal prepper either. Yeah. No. Like no. we're not like I'm not like like putting all my meals in Tupperware on Sunday. Like I never liked it. To those that that can do that. Respect. Total respect. respect. Total respect. Taking your Sunday afternoon and evening and meal prepping. Huge respect. I've never done that. Yeah. Me either. And like, I don't want to Mm -hmm. at all. Um, Yeah. So, so, so we've got 0.7 times your goal weight. Let's talk, or or you can go up to actually one, what we used to say is one gram or one times your goal weight. So your goal weight times one. So if it was 150 is your goal weight uh, in pounds, then it would be 150 times one. So it would be 150. But now with more recent research and looking at things, 0.7 is the lower end. Um, one gram per pound, like these are, these are minimums. 0.7, the one gram per pound, these are minimums. You're more than welcome to go over that. But we would ideally not like you going underneath that on a consistent basis. I think that's a Great thing to point out. Yeah. Think of that range as the bare minimum. Yeah, it's the floor. Yeah. It's like, and let's say, it, let's say your, your target is 105 and one day you end up getting 92 grams of protein. Like you're not going to ruin all your progress. No, no. You're not going to lose all your muscle. Like it's not about any one day. It's about what you do consistently over months and months and months. And that's happened to me too. Yeah. I come up short sometimes. I just, just. Maybe one, it's a weird travel days. day or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so goal weight, target weight. Yeah, it's another thing. How do people freak out about this? They overcomplicate it. And and for any Inner Circle members listening, we have an entire video course in the video courses tab in your members app all about like how to pick your goal weight. So if you're an Inner Circle member, make sure you go watch that. If you're not an Inner Circle member, go join. The link is in the show notes. But Susan, do you want to briefly discuss um, how what is a goal weight like what what is a goal weight and generally how might someone go about picking their goal weight you know goal weight it's simply is just what would you like to weigh like if you had a magic wand and you could say i would love to be able to weigh x number of pounds and sometimes people don't really know like well do i want to weigh 130 or do i want to weigh 140 you know pick one mm-hmm. because just because we use that in a calculation to help determine calories and protein or whatever doesn't mean you ever have to weigh that Correct. it's just a starting point yep. right and and i think and we were talking about you're starting a, a, a cut today and 
you were saying around 10 pounds is what you're shooting for, but you might get to five pounds and think, you know what? I like it. I'm yeah. stopping, yep. you know? So exactly. that's really your, your goal weight changed. Correct. There's you're you're never bound to anything, but it's, it's always, just, I think if people stop trying to overcomplicate it, just pick a goal weight, Yeah. you know, pick and it could be 20 pounds less than where you are right now. That's cool. Cause then maybe you want to move that down too, but just pick something. Um, so you have a place to start. Um, and then, you know, if you have, significant weight to lose like 100 pounds plus maybe pick a couple goals along yeah. the way you know and i th- i love that for for that for, for that part. i mean yeah, yeah it, it is just it is it is doable um consistency can be built up very quickly confidence yeah. can be built up very quickly and i think it keeps things kind of flowing a little bit more consistently yeah so if you're like let's say you're 400 pounds rather than choosing your ultimate goal weight at 150 pounds, maybe you could choose like 325 and then you go to 275 Mm -hmm. and then you go to 225. And as you you have these progressive goal weights that you go down, the, the, the thing I want to clarify about goal weight is just like Susan said, it doesn't, you don't have to weigh that amount in order to have achieved your goal. It's literally the reason that we use goal weight is because in order to understand how much protein you should be eating, it's really based off of what's known as your lean body mass, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's especially based off of how much muscle you have because we don't want you to be losing muscle and we want enough protein to support more muscle growth. Mm-hmm. And a goal weight, when someone chooses an appropriate goal weight, that's a very good indicator of probably how much lean mass that person has. Yeah. There are calculations you can use to estimate your lean mass, but it's interesting. Those calculations are often right on par with what your what an appropriate goal weight is. And I'm using appropriate because let's say, you know, I, I've worked with some women, I know you have as well, who like they're, I don't know, they're 185 pounds. They're like, well, you know, when I was in middle school, I weighed 94 pounds. So that's my goal weight. It's like, well, that's fucking inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not using your middle school weight. Yeah. You're not, or at least like your 92 pound middle, like, no, that's ridiculous. Um, so there has to be sort of an appropriate aspect to this where like it's not like you're you're trying to weigh 70 pounds or something absolutely ridiculous or if you're you know six foot eight trying to get down to 110 pounds that's a fucking problem yeah we want to have an appropriate aspect to this and and i know a lot i think a lot of people end up overthinking it i had a woman recently being like well what, what do i do if i if i don't weigh myself and if i don't care what the scale says again it's not about what like, you need to weigh it's not about you need to weigh this in order to succeed it's about estimating your lean body mass mm-hmm. that's what the goal weight is and that you don't have to get to that weight in order to succeed it's you pick a goal weight or a target weight whichever term you want to use that's going to help you understand what is probably your, your lean body mass so uh, picking a target weight is a good way to do that to help you get an appropriate amount of protein 100% absolutely um, so so we have we've covered a lot about protein already. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, so someone actually someone brought up a question. I was going to read the question. I think this will go well into the next question I wanted to discuss in regards to protein. Someone wrote, uh, "I just started eating tuna. The protein to calorie ratio is unreal. What are your thoughts?" And I was like, "Oh, this is a good question because I wanted to ask you, what are some of your favorite protein sources that like." for based on anything it could be just because you like the taste mm-hmm. it could be because of the calorie protein ratio like so tuna is one great example of very low calorie very high protein mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on tuna and what are your thoughts on like some of your all-time favorite protein sources so i love tuna but i'm a fresh tuna girl mm, okay i'm not a canned tuna okay yeah, not yeah. so much you just don't like canned tuna uh, you know mm, nah i never yeah. <laughs> really latched on to canned tuna okay um but i love me some fresh tuna yeah fresh hot sure. tuna yeah. yeah um so i mean i'm pretty basic I, yeah. I mean, I like meat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like chicken. I like steaks. Yep. I like turkey. I like, um, I love, really love shrimp. Yeah, shrimp are great. Sh- shrimp, and that, I feel like shrimp gets shafted big time in the protein conversation. Yeah, agreed. People don't think of shrimp enough. Yep. Um, and they're a great source of protein for a few calories, right? So yeah. So a big bang for your buck there. Um, into Greek yogurt, and you know what's interesting about that? I used to think that Greek yogurt, like I had to have the non-fat, mm. no flavor Greek yeah. yogurt. Yeah, like yeah. if I had any with sugar, <laughs> oh my God, that awful word sugar that I would ruin everything. 
And um, once I started opening the door to different Greek yogurts, mm. I mean, there's a time and place for plain, because I'll add protein powder to that sometimes, yep. right? Yep. For a little extra punch. But um, yeah, Greek yogurt. Uh, and that comes and goes. Like I wasn't, in, I was out of Greek yogurt phase for a while. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it goes through phases of Greek yogurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cottage cheese is one that I'm starting to come back into. I've yeah. been out of that one for a while. Now I'm kind of back into that. I've been doing that with some watermelon. That oh amazing. yeah, super good. Yes. Yeah, because it's salty with the sweet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm basically kind of a meat and potatoes kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you you mentioned earlier the the egg whites and egg beaters like the yeah. cartons. Those I, are really good. So I it's so funny. Egg whites, we go through egg whites because Mike does a ton. Of Your egg. son, yeah. He Mike, yeah. loves doing stuff with egg whites. Um, so our grocery store sells big, tall cartons. Oh, those are great, yeah. But they're never in stock. Oh, and so okay. the guy that works in the back of the store, see, my husband does all the, the grocery shopping, sees them every single time. One time he saved them too because he, he's always looking. Oh, that's awesome. And they're always, um, they're always out. Yeah. You know? So I'm always grabbing two or three every single time I go. Yeah. I just think egg whites are... One of those things that people don't think about adding to those two eggs. Yeah. Two eggs are great, but they can be even better when you add to them. Yeah. You know, a little bit. But yeah, I do. I do that. I circulate with eggs frequently too. If you could only pick one source of protein for the rest of your life. Oh, Jesus. And I'm really going to go by like what you enjoy the most. Like if you could only pick one for the rest of your life. I think I know what you're going to say. You do? I, I think I know, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. So, if all right, I'll tell you what I think you would say. Mm-hmm. I think if you had to pick one source of protein for the rest of your life, just because you you like actually really enjoy it, you'd have steak. Well, that was, that was, <laughs> that was where I was probably going to go. Yeah. Because you can do a lot with steak. Yeah, and it's so good. Yeah. And it's so yeah. good, yeah. yeah. No, I would probably say, yeah. What, what cut of steak? Filet. Filet. Yeah. How do you cook it? Yeah, that's and it. You know that really depends. Yeah, I mean, you could ask for medium, and at some places it's like bleeding still. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. fillets can be thick. Yeah, that's so true. So you got to really cook. They're a little tough to cook. Um, so I tend to go a little bit more towards the not well done, but maybe medium well, or something, and then it usually comes out medium. Okay. You know, thinking that it's nice and pink in the middle. It has a lot of color in the middle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's not raw. That's kind of where I like it. Okay. All right. I like that. What do you like? Uh, what would be yours? All right. Well, so I'll give, I mean, in terms of like protein options, everything that you said, um, I'm a huge salmon guy. Mm-hmm. Like I love salmon, um, not just because of the taste, but also just the health benefits, like that little bit fattier fish, um, but great protein source, so many health benefits to it. And can it. I say that I've never been a salmon person until... My wife. Yes. Yeah, she cooks salmon so well. Yes. Yeah. And that that's it. The I, air fryer salmon that yep. she cooks is yep. so good. I'm terrified to try it myself. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to be disappointed, but um, yeah. You should you should try it. She, I mean, she says it's very simple, not complicated. She does it very quickly. She yeah. just puts it in the air fryer and yeah. it gets super crispy. and It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love salmon. I think if I had to only pick one, I'd probably go with steak salmon. as well. Oh, yeah? Just because, I mean, steak steak is the best. It's like, the it's best. the king of all meat. Um, I, yeah, steak, steak is just the best. But, like, I, you know, I love salmon. I love, like, I love fish mm-hmm. in terms of, like, lobster. Huge lobster mm. fan. Um, I hope my, my rabbi is not listening because he's not supposed to have shellfish. But either way, I, still, I, I don't keep kosher, so that's fine. Uh, big lobster fan. I'm big, like, oysters. I love oysters um, and clams. And you got me to have a raw oyster, which yeah. I vowed in my – I would never do it in my entire life. And you did it. I did it. You did it. And it was like – I didn't really t- – I mean, there was yeah. nothing to taste. It slid down my throat so fast. It was kind of like, it's wait like, a minute. It's like a loogie. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I love those. Um, shrimp, huge fan of. Tuna, to go to the qu- person who asked the question, I lo- I actually, I really like canned tuna. Mm. Um, it's funny, when I was younger, my mom would only get like the tuna in water. But um, I started to get the tuna in oil. And then I would like, I would, I used to do this when I was like 18, is I would light it on fire. I'd light the oil on fire and would like burn the tuna and it would like give the, like the canned tuna like a little oh, bit of char to it. it that, was, I might kind of like that. Yeah, it was actually really good. Um, I used to do that when I was like 18 and I was living in Israel and I had 
no money whatsoever and i was just like i want to make a meal and so i would literally burn it and then i you know i really enjoy it yeah my i used to you can ask my wife when we go upstairs i used to do this in our apartment in new york city and she would get so mad because i'd keep it in the can and i would take a paper towel and i'd put the paper towel on top of the tuna so it would uh get all the oil on it and then i would burn it with the, I, with t- the paper towel. <laughs> and it would get this char on it. And, like, I think it's great. And I'm sure people listening are like, what the fuck okay. are you doing? My wife was like, you're setting a fire in the New York City apartment. Pardon. Like, what? Like I don't know. Something I used to do when I was 18, part of me feels like it might be the nostalgia aspect of it. But when I had no money and nothing, like, this is how I would have the, the tuna. So, um but obviously, the tuna in the water is much lower calorie, higher. It's same protein, but much lower calorie per uh, per gram of protein. Um, so yeah, these are all great sources yeah. of protein. I yeah. I think the anytime I do a cut, egg beaters and egg whites are like a super easy, helpful way to stay full and get high protein, low calorie, and so those are always a staple for me as well. Yeah, I I even do. Um... If I don't want to mix any protein powder with the oatmeal, I'll do, I'll do oatmeal and then cook up a bunch of egg whites and throw them on top oh, or something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, it's great. And sometimes I would make um, with eggs, and, and, and you could do it with egg whites. You mix it all together and cook it, and it becomes out like a cake. Yes, you exactly. You put cinnamon on it's it so or something good. like that. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, perfect. Awesome. Let's see. This is. I'm thinking the title of this podcast is going to be like everything you need to know about protein. Protein, yeah. Um. Okay, so you know, I think that's enough about protein. We're going to go into some other things now. Um, so someone asked me, someone asked me, what is the tattoo on your left forearm? And before I say what it is, I was going to ask, do you have any tattoos? And would you ever get a tattoo if not? I do not have okay. any. And yeah, I've often thought about it. So what would you get if you? I or- don't. I don't <laughs> know. Something about strength and okay. something about warrior. And oh, okay. Something like that and on a delt. On, okay, when you <laughs> <laughs> on a delt. Is it like a like a symbol, like a dumbbell or barbell or something different? I don't, it would probably be something like that, but something maybe a little more creative. Than okay, that. and small. And like, small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. So mine is it just says uh, he who hesitates is lost, which I've spoken about this before, but it's a quote that my mom said to me when I was eight years old after I lost a wrestling match that I should have won and. She just looked at me in the the rear view mirror and and she was like, "He who hesitates is lost." And that was uh, that was it stuck with me ever since. Yeah, I love it. I um, love that. Okay, so you know we're gonna transfer out of fitness for a minute, you know, because I don't know, I don't only like talking about fitness. Yeah. We could talk about something else, and mm-hmm. we might as well talk about something a little bit controversial. Um, so I wrote on my story. So someone asked me yesterday on my story. They said. Um, they said something to the effect of they feel really bad about bringing a child mm, into this world and into this um, – I'm trying to remember the exact verbiage that they used. But like into the the current – let me look at that because I don't want to misquote them. It's, it's up on my stories right now. They said – to quote them verbatim, they said – where is this story? One sec. Pulling it up. Um Okay. Wait, hold on. Did it go down? Did it, Did it go, go away? away? Oh, wait, that's, I'm an idiot. That was my story in mm-hmm. archive. Okay, here it is. They said they're worried about bringing a baby into this current world. All right. Now, I've had a lot of people say this to me and, and similar things where they're like, oh, the world is just so bad. Like, I, I couldn't imagine bringing a child into this world. And for me, I'm like, this world, like, and I think about your husband and how smart he is and how much of a history, knowledge of history he has. Anyone that I speak to who has a real knowledge of history knows how amazing the world is that we live in right now. How, and, and that's not to say there aren't real devastating issues that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But in terms of if we looked at the history of the world on a timeline and we looked at at just if we could look at this timeline and see all of the violence and killing and disease and cleanliness and all this stuff over the history, we would see a massive improvement as the timeline went on to, to right now being literally the best time ever in the history of I mean, the world. It is. Without it is. question. But and, and there have been periods of time 
every period of time has its problems. Yes, every period. It was, there were just different problems. Correct. You know? But I think now the problem is, currently, is that people literally are watching the news That's too much. That's exactly right. Yes. You're absorbed in what you're being fed by news agencies that have an agenda. Yes. And I don't care what side of whatever... Left, right, whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It, whatever you're listening to on your side, you're being fed stuff with a very specific purpose. Yes. And it can sound scary. It is scary. It, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's the modern world that we live in. That's what happens now. Yes. That didn't happen 100 years ago or, yeah. you know, 50 years ago or whatever. 10 years ago. 10 years ago it didn't happen the way not, we have it now. No. In no. our face all the time. All the time. And that's all people here. Yes. And I know people that that's where they get their news. That's, that's all what, they do. And they listen to it. And then they listen podcasts by those people. Yep. And then they'll read books by those people. Yep. And all they're, they're being fed is this gloom and doom yep. of, of the world. So I understand why people might feel that way. But it's not reality. Correct. I mean, it's your reality. It is that person's reality. Yes, correct. But it's not the big reality. And that's actually, that was the question this person asked. They said, why no news? It's funny you brought this up because mm. I said, stop watching the news. Yeah. And I said, stop watching. I'm, let me get the, uh, the exact quote. I said, stop watching the news. Oh, stop watching the news and instead take a cursory look through some history books and your lens on our current world will change immediately for the better. And you just hit the nail on the head. Number number one is this. Awful things have been happening always. In the course of time. In like, always. Like, and we could even look at currently right now. I mean, there are legitimate genocides going on right now. But if we look through history, the the pillaging mm-hmm. and, and just the living conditions and everything that everyone – like the lack of freedoms that people had, like – unbelievable to that it makes like today look like a paradise and so the issue now is all of these awful things have always been happening but because we have news not just tv not just radio but our phones our faces shoved in our phones, twitter 24 7 <laughs> twitter all this stuff so not only is it the news and media isn't what it used to be mm-hmm. it's now it's these mini sound bites and mm-hmm. you have to remember the news is a business. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with business, right? But here, here's a good example. I People often ask, why don't I do paid promotions? Well, the reason I don't do paid promotions is because as soon as money is being uh, – as soon as I'm making money based on who I'm promoting, well, now I, I ha- things inherently change. And I could do my absolute best to um, – I could do my absolute best to to maintain my integrity and all of that, but if my income starts to be determined by who's paying me, by sponsors, all of that, well, now like I'm probably not going to want to upset those sponsors. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not going to want to say anything bad about them. Yeah. So if I get a product that I don't like, well, maybe I'm I'm not going to say anything about it. Maybe I'll glaze over it. Well, that that's a lie of omission that I won't say anything about a product simply because oh well they're paying me and I don't want to piss them off. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I wasn't being paid, I would have said something. These businesses, the news is, is paid for by advertisers, and these advertisers have special interests. Mm-hmm. And these special interests, if you think they're not being made into, they're not finding their way into the, the newscasters and the owners of the news stations, and they're not being told what to say and what not to say and how to say it, you're out of your mind. Yeah. So you have to remember news stations like are businesses, and their business is run on money, and their money is controlled by advertisers. And... With that in mind, you have to realize everything you're being fed. I'm not saying it, it doesn't, it, it's not real or it's not necessarily true, but I am saying you can't take it all at face value. And what this person asked is, says, why no news and how do we become educated about current events then? That's a great question. I mean, it is a great question. And I honestly think it's harder to do now. It's way harder. It's way, it, it, gone are the days of you getting your paper delivered to your door yep. and, and having even, I'll use the Washington Post, which now is a very different Washington Post than it was 20 years ago. Yep, yep. You know, um, back in the old days when you got the newspaper out and you're sitting there reading the paper, yeah. you know, it's, there's not a lot of great places to, to get information. I think to get educated, I don't, I mean, you can certainly watch news, but I certainly would, if you're going to watch news, 
give yourself a sampling of everything. Yes. Gosh, if you yes. are if you are on the right and you're only watching Fox, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yep. If you're only on the left and you're only watching MSNBC, CNN, all those places, you're doing yourself an inservice. Because yes. neither one of you all are educated. Correct. Neither one of you all. Correct. You are, you are in tunnel vision because you're listening to people who are preaching what you believe. Yep. You're not willing to hear anything else. So how to get educated, you venture over to different places. But just in general, don't be so absorbed in listening to all of this Day in and day yes. out, it can get in. It it gets into your skin. Yes, it's toxic, it's right? And I think very it's a very toxic. overused word, but it is. And so I think about. So there's a lot to discuss here, but I think about how do we make society better, right? It's it's a kind of like people often talk about oh society this society that, and there's a famous quote from Michael Scott who's like yeah, I. I consider myself like not even a part of society where he's yeah. like, cause he's like, I don't like society so much that I'm not even a part of it. And, uh, and then in, he, anyway, it's a whole big thing, but we all talk about society and rea- the reality is we're all part of society. Mm-hmm. And when I think about how do we make the world and society a better place, it starts with each individual. Each of us mm-hmm. is what contributes to a better society. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're watching the news all the time, and it's bringing you down and giving you this doomsday mentality and making you seem like everything is awful so much to the point where you're not you are now not positively contributing to society because everything is bad and dark and doom and gloom and now you are a negative person with all like how can you positively contribute to society if this is all you're taking in? So for me, one of the reasons I'm saying stop watching the news is because when you stop watching the news, things tend to get better. Oh my gosh, you feel better. You feel amazing. This low-level anxiety has gone. Yes, and now you can positively contribute to society and you can do good, which will then do good for more people, and this is how we start to improve. This is how it goes. Now, in terms of how do you stay up to date with current events, that's a very good question. It's a valid question. I don't have the best answer for it, but actually the thing I was going to say is very similar to what you just said. There's an amazing account on Instagram. Have you heard of All Sides Now? Yes. I love this account. Yes. I love this account because what they'll do is – they will, it's not like you're learning a ton from the account in terms of the actual individual stories. They do pop up, but they will compare the exact same story from news sources on the far right, news sources on the far left, and news sources in the middle. They'll compare the exact same story and they'll show you what headline they used, what picture they used, what words they used, and all the, and, and they'll also use different news stories and they'll say, well, look, the right reported on this news story this many times. The left reported on this news story this many times. And you'll be able to see, oh, so the left was really emphasizing this. The right was really emphasizing this. The right used this language for this. The right used th- the left used this language for this. And now you can start to see right in front of you, all of them compared. And it's it's amazing yeah. to really, number one, okay, cool. So this is an important topic I might want to learn more about. Then you can go start studying it if you'd like. But also to understand, to see right in front of you what you're being fed from different sides. Yeah. It's it's an amazing, it's amazing spin. resource. They do yeah. a, a wonderful job. Um, and I don't always agree with everything they post, but I'm glad they post it. Yeah. And I'm glad for, that I can recognize I don't. I might not agree with that. Maybe that's an inherent bias that I have. Mm. Maybe I should go look at the other side of things mm. so that I can be made aware of it. That's another aspect of this as well. Is if you catch yourself getting angry at a certain side, maybe you should ask, well, why does that make me angry? Could that potentially be a bias and a blind spot that I have? Maybe I should go talk to other people mm-hmm. about that and, and, and learn a, from the other side. That's such a great point. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if more people did that, yeah. we could have actually have conversations instead of name calling. Exactly. Because we go to name calling within 20 seconds. Yeah, immediately. Oh, you're a blah, 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 because you're on that side. Or you're a blah, 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 because you're on that side. Exactly. I'm neither one of those, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so it, it's a wonderful question. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you brought up, you know, it's a different day from when we used to get the newspaper delivered. So... One of the, the differences between when people would read newspapers versus now is when you would read a newspaper story, like how long would it take you to read like a full newspaper story? Like, you know, I have this memory of my mom in particular sitting, she had a little bar thing in the, in the kitchen and she would sit there with the paper and she, it would take her most of a day yes. to go through this paper. Yes. And she would read Every you know, they came in sections. You know, you had the the front section, yep, yep. and then you had maybe a local section, yep. the style section, <laughs> the sports page, yep. the sports section. You know, all Global that kind news, of, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and 
Yeah, and the Sunday paper was, you know, huge. huge. It came, and half of it came the day before because they couldn't send it all, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. It would take forever. So this is my point. These papers inherently, you would essentially, like even if there was a bias to it, which there was, but you got more time to study and they couldn't, it was less about making flashy jump cuts mm-hmm. and making you stay uh, stay uh, involved watching like a reel or video for, for views or whatever it is and more just about informing you. Yeah. It was much more about informing yep. and less, I mean, journalism used to be very different than it is oh, today. Yeah. Journalism is unfortunately, it's, it's a, it's a dying career. It's like a lost art now. For many reasons, not least of which in some ways it's great because journalists can do it from their phone. Mm-hmm. Journalists can now have their own YouTube channel, your own, their own uh, Instagram page, all that stuff. But the issue moving from the written word to a reels type format is number one, you can't fit as much information in a reel as you could into a newspaper article. Mm-hmm. Number two is, I mean, all of the 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 time and effort and education that would have to go into an edit to an an editorial piece into an article, like that was a tremendous amount of work. Yeah. Versus now, the vast majority of work going into a TikTok or a reel or whatever is the editing. Mm-hmm. How do we make this more engaging? You got to get their attention within three seconds. It's, it's like, all about quick, quick, yes, quick. Attention. It's about sparking emotion and yeah. anger and fear. Whereas those articles were like, let's educate you on this. Yes. And I'm sure there were political leanings, but it was much more uh, education focused and less, hey, let's try and get your attention in three seconds. It's like, so inherently in those days, education about current events was easier mm-hmm. because there were fewer distractions and I think more of the journalistic approach was education as opposed to manipulation. It, it's hard to not be manipulated. Yes. I mean, yeah. so to be educated in this day and age, I mean, that is a great question. How do you do that? You know, you have to be aware of everything that you're consuming. Um, and, and again, consume from all places. Go to these places like you were talking about, the accounts that that try to give you balanced stuff. They they have no agenda but to put it all out there and yeah. let you decide. Yeah, you know, or, or whatever. But if if you lean left and you're not looking at anything on the right, you're not That's you're not learning. Correct. You know, and if you're on the right and you're not looking at anything on the left, you're not learning either. That's exactly right. You know, that's exactly right. And the good news is, I think the vast majority of people lie somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and they have beliefs on on sort of like both sides. Mm-hmm. There are extreme extremes where, on both sides. On both sides, yeah. where it's far right and far left. Yeah. But one of the cool things that I've noticed is most people tend to be in the middle. Yeah. But those middles aren't as loud. Yeah. Those middles aren't they don't they're not as loud. And I think often because the extreme ends, they are really loud, mm-hmm. and the middle tends to get worried because mm-hmm. like the the middle isn't as aggressive about it. It's the extreme ends that get really aggressive. Yeah. And so the middle is like, oh geez, I don't want to piss them off, so I'm just yep. gonna stay quiet. Yeah. But I really very much believe the vast majority of people lie somewhere in the middle and are just trying to do the best that they possibly can. And I think that's where most people are. I think that's where so many people are. Yeah. And and unfortunately. In this day and age, it's you can't you can't be there. I mean, society doesn't want you there. You have to be on one extreme or the other, yeah, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you're either with us or you're against yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a tough place. But I agree with you. I think almost everyone is there. Uh, yeah, I think the vast think, majority yep. is there. Which is, you know, it's why it's important to have these conversations. Yeah. And it's why I, I I saw that question. I was like, that was a great question. Yeah, and I, I love don't it. necessarily have the answer, but yeah. it's like. We have to have these discussions. Good thing to have the discussion. And we could end with the the quote from Denzel Washington, one of my favorite quotes of all time. He's like, "If you watch the news, you're." He's like, "If you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. If you do watch the news, you're misinformed." Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, one Amen. of my favorite quotes of yeah. all time. It's like you know, it's you got to pick between two two evils. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you you got to choose. But if you decide to be. Um, to be watching the news, just be aware of how it's affecting you mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. how it's affecting your 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 life, and if it's actually helping you be a better person. And if it's not helping you be a better person, it might be really worth considering if it's worth it for you to continue watching. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's I it. Love that. Love you, Dota. Love you, Abba. <laughs> That's it. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. And if you would like to join Susan and myself in the Inner Circle, we would love to have you. You can do that at the link in the show notes. And uh, that's it. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon.